0: Listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement.
1: Broadcastbasement.com.
0: Coming to you from the Whitney City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is is windy city slam podcast welcome on in everyone mike pankow here the founder and editor of windycityslam.com and the host of windy city slam podcast and welcome on in to episode number 114 this week very excited to welcome a first time guest really cool dude longtime chicago veteran For the very first time, Chicago-style wrestling promoter, trainer, and current CSW Metro Division champion, and a 30-year veteran of the wrestling business, superstar Steve Boz will be joining us in a little bit to talk about Bad Friday and a little bit about his great and long career in Chicago wrestling. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk some local independent news. Plus some news from the big boys as well, right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Stay tuned. Wrestling fans often talk about psychology in the squared circle. But what about your individual psychology and mental health? The counselors at True Heights Treatment offer in-person or virtual appointments. To learn more, go to www.TrueHeightsTX.com or give them a call at 708-248-7039. Hey, it's the Cryonic Redneck Coldstone, Tim Boston, CS underscore Tim Boston on social media. And when I'm not scooping, when I'm not wrestling, I'm listening to Windy City Slam. Give me a, well, yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) All right, welcome back to Windy City Slam podcast. Before we get to some independent wrestling news, let's go ahead, and talk a little bit of WWE and AEW. This past week, it was the fallout from WrestleMania. And the one thing that really stood out for me was Cody Rhodes' promo on Monday Night Raw. And he really cut a very impassioned promo on his desires of winning the WWE Championship because his father never won that title. He was a world champion, obviously, in the NWA. But in WWE, he never won it. and. Dustin never won a world championship in any company, even though he was Intercontinental Champion numerous times. So Cody winning the WWE Championship would be a big deal for his family. And that's kind of the storyline course we have right now for the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes. Let's hope they don't hotshot it though, let it milk over time, let it kind of build, and then. Maybe later this year, or even WrestleMania next year, we have Cody Rhodes winning the WWE Championship. However, they decide to uh, end up booking that and to end up writing that story. AEW last week. The one thing I want to point out is John Moxley, Wheeler Yuta on AEW Rampage last Friday night. Amazing match, a lot of blood, a lot of storytelling, a lot of psychology. Yuta put in the performance of a lifetime. There's a reason why he's the new ROH Pure Champion. He defeated Josh Woods. We'll talk a little bit about that with our guest Steve Boz this week. But Willa Yuta and John Moxley put on a show. It was the best match of the week in terms of AEW. And maybe outside of WrestleMania weekend and ROH and stuff like that. Post-WrestleMania, maybe the best match of the week. Turning to local news. This past Saturday night, April the 9th, over in Joliet, Rocket Pro Wrestling presented Spring Break, St. Joseph's Park in Joliet. Here are the results of that night. Six-man tag team match, Those Damn Coyotes, Wild Shark Connor Hopkins, Wicked Side Brooks Burner, and Damian DeJane defeat the Kings of the Six and Kevin Cade. Then we had Just Amazing, defeating The Ryan Matthews, for the Outer Limits Championship, a triple threat match, the champion Gunner Brave retains over Jake Painter and Aaron Stone. Five-man scramble, and the winner became the number one contender for the Rocket Pro Championship, your winner, Grin. He defeats Shogun Chris Logan, Cody James, Quinn Whittack, and the mercenary, Garrison Creed. And after that, the idols made a huge statement, taking out Steve Arendt and Maximus Orion, sending both to the hospital. And that's not the last we we hear from the idols on this night. We are heading into the Rocket Pro Championship match. All day, Marche Rocket and the champion Old Evil Christian Rose went to a no contest due to the idols attacking. And then in the main event, Rocket Pro Tag Team Championships, the idols of the team of rock star Johnny Nye and Damian Gray defeat no coast Joey Blues and Brian Kraser to win the championships. So, new tag team champions. All havoc is running loose in Rocket Pro Wrestling. Their final show of the season next month, May 14th, kicks on 66. A big five on five elimination tag team match, Survivor Series style. Rocket Pro Champion, Old Evil Christian Rose, Marche Rocket, Shogun Chris Logan, Grin, and Aaron Stone take on five members of the idols. And if the idols win the match, they take control of the show. All right, a few other local tidbits. Oak native and Chicago area indie wrestler, Joe Alonzo wrestled Gunther on WWE SmackDown in Milwaukee last Friday night. He took a few chops, he got beat up a little, and Gunther pulled out the victory. And now this is Alonso's second WWE match in just a few weeks. He also wrestled Veer on main event, and also lost that match, unfortunately. Chicago's captain Sean Dean defeated Sean Spears last week on AEW Dynamite. Nice win for Sean Dean, a little bit of inadvertent help from Wardlow, who's Hunting down the former members of the Pinnacle and MJF and so on and so forth. But awesome to see Captain Shawnee get one in the W column. Laney Locke, a.k.a. Laney, becomes the first Midwest All-Star Wrestling Women's Champion by winning a tournament up in Minnesota last weekend. Really cool moment for Laney. She was presented the belt by former Women's Champion, Alundra Blaze slash Medusa. Very, very cool. Also, Leslie La Munica became the new PWX Women's Champion. And one more note from last weekend. Kudos to TW3 and Perfection for putting out one of the top matches in the Midwest last weekend. For now, that's wrestling up in Winnicott, Wisconsin. Coming up this weekend, we have a couple of shows to kind of point at. POW Entertainment's A Night for Mayhem. This is a Matt Mayhem tribute. Matt Mayhem unfortunately lost his life several months ago. Very sad situation. And POW Entertainment is doing a show in his honor at the American Legion post 703, the Drop Zone Bar up in Fox Lake. Matches are as follows. We have the POW Championship with Scott Spade and Tiny in his corner, taking on Lost Soul Chris Cairo, the former POW Champion. The tag team of the Brothers of Instruction, Ruffo and Yabo, taking on Braun the Lumberjack and Terry Allen. Joey the Pitbull Chi-Chi and Justin James, with Nikki St. John in their corner, take on Bad Ombre Cartel, with Jade in their corner. Paulie and Vito Tomaselli take on Marco Cordova and Marauder. Then we have the Dark and Sinister tag team of Kazile and Tommy Macabre, along with BMI, with Joey Roth and Roxy in their corner, taking on IPA with Dana Adiva in their corner, and Revolution with Sandra D as well in an eight-man tag. And then there's a Battle Royal with names such as Lumberjack Mike Blade, Forsaken, Dazzling Donnie, Ex-Con, David Hawkinson, Zach Devonshire, Black Iron, Tiny, Axel and more. So it's going to be a fun night. In memory of Matt Mayhem for POW Entertainment, check them out in Fox Lake this Saturday night, bell time, 7 p.m. Saturday, uh, April the 16th, New Japan Pro Wrestling invades the Odium in Villa Park with Windy City Riot. Now, this is an action-packed show. Some great stars from New Japan, some American stars who have made their name over in Japan. going to be a fun, fun night. And the match of the weekend will be John Moxley against Will Ospreay. That should be amazing. And then we have Jay White in an open challenge against an opponent to be determined. 10-man tag Alex Coughlin, Chris Dickinson, Fred Rosser, the former Darren Young in WWE. Josh Alexander and Ren Rita take on Team Filthy of Black Tiger, Danny Limewhite jor nelson J.R. kratos and royce isaacs and then in another what should be a hard-hitting singles match tomohiro ishii takes on minoru suzuki 12-man tag team match the bullet club chris bay doc gallows el Fantasmo, hikaleo carl anderson plus scott norton taking on the united empire Of Aaron Henner, Great O'Connor, Jeff Cobb, Kyle Fletcher, Mark Davis, and TJP. That should be a crazy match. And then we have Filthy Tom Waller taking on legendary Yuji Nagata. And then in a Chicago street fight, this should be a fun match. Gardner's own Juice Robinson. And now Gardner's probably like maybe 15 minutes southwest of Joliet. So he's kind of a Chicago guy. Juice Robinson coming back to town, teaming up with David Finley, who's Fit Finley's son, and they're known as Finn Juice. And Brody King joins them in a six-man tag against Jonah, the former Bronson Reed in WWE, Shane Haste, who was the former Shane Thorne and Slapjack in WWE and NXT, and Bad Dude Tito. Two really, really good shows different types of matches for the different types of fan so it should be a lot of fun this weekend in chicago wrestling all right coming up in just mere moments chicago style wrestling promoter and 30-year veteran superstar steve boz stay tuned want to get more customers for your business promoters do you want more exposure for your upcoming event windy city slam podcast can be your tag team partner Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email Mike Pankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M I K E P A N K O W at WindyCitySlam dot com. all right back here on windy city slam podcast this week and this is a long time coming we're welcoming on in for the very first time chicago style wrestling promoter trainer current csw metro division champion and near 30 year chicagoland independent wrestling veteran superstar steve boz steve how are you doing
1: good mike thanks for having me on uh, actually this is my 30th year right now um I started back in 1992 when I was 17 years old, so this is my
0: 30th year. Amazing. Yeah, we'll get into how you got started in just a couple of minutes, but very excited in a little less than two weeks. First of all, we have Chicago Style Wrestling presents Bad Friday on Friday night, April the 22nd at the American Legion in Franklin Park. It's going to be a great show. You guys have been doing a hell of a job these last few years, putting on some great Episodic wrestling shows, and I am very excited to be able to cover this one ringside like I did about a year ago uh for Inglorious Bastards. And you guys do really, really good work. And you, Steve, you are defending, defending the PSW Metro Division Championship against Solomon Tupu, which should be a tremendous challenge for you.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have my workout uh, cut out for me on the 22nd. He's a big guy. Um, he's going to. A throwback wrestler i really think the kid's got a, a, a big uh future in the business uh reminds me of the samoans coming up and then later on like uh, umaga i think the guy really can go places in this business uh, as long as he stays healthy and keeps his head on straight he's got a big future what's his background i don't know much about him i know he's uh there's a lot of stuff in iowa and stuff like that um I worked with him and talked with him after some of his matches here in CSW, and uh, he's a humble kid and he's he's wanting to learn. Um, he's he's really got a positive attitude uh, for a younger guy, and he's you know definitely has the look. Um, like I said, as long as he can keep his head on straight and stay healthy, this guy could really go places in the future.
0: And to touch upon some other matches on the show that have already been announced, we have a pure rules match. And unfortunately this is not for the ROH pure rules championship as Josh Woods lost the title to Wheeler Yuta. But of course we just saw what Wheeler Yuta did against John Moxley on AEW Rampage. So obviously it was a really good match and Woods lost to a pretty good wrestler, but this is going to be really, really cool. Pure rules, Josh Woods of ROH against Englewood's finest, Jax Johnson.
1: I think that's going to be an awesome match. Um, Jax Johnson is one of my uh, good students from the past. Um, like myself, he had an ACL injury he's coming back from. Um, he seems to be coming back pretty strong. He's been tagging a lot as well. Um, so this will be a good test for him for singles wrestling. I think uh,
0: he's another guy you got to keep your eye out on in CSW. And then we also have... A beauty supply match, Mateo Valentine against Joey Mayberry.
1: That's going to be awesome. I actually have uh, old students and clients of mine that are taking off work that Friday to go see that match. They can't wait to see uh, Mateo beat the crap out of Joey.
0: That's going to be really good. And Mateo, he's been amazing. He's you know, did a lot of stuff for you over in CSW, but now he's expanding his reach. He's been in Pow entertainment. He's get He's doing all heel wrestling. He's been a Lucha Libre total proving ground Chicago. Mateo is just a hard worker. And I've seen him on shows where he's not even booked like second wrestling. And even some of the earlier Pow shows he was at just helping out doing ring crew, stuff like that. Mateo seems like a really, really good uh, person. And he, he's really improving in the ring by day.
1: Yes, I, you know I, I love him to death. I'm so proud of him and what he's done in a short time. Um, he's one of those guys that benefited um, from the whole COVID shutdowns and stuff like that. So when we started doing outside shows again, you know all the students were there and uh, helping with setup. And because you're there, you get booked on the show, and then we see how he connected with the crowd and. The, you know, the bookers of CSW saw that and like, wow, this kid's onto something. And he has a theater background and it shows. And, you know, professional wrestling, what's lost, I think, in the business is everybody getting to this video game wrestling and just working for the boys in the back and doing spots. But they forgot what pro wrestling is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, a mini, it's a mini show. You're, if you're a heel, you're getting heat. If you're a babyface, you're connecting with the crowd. And I have friends that, and, uh, you know, from the gym and that I train, they love coming to the shows and they love Mateo. You know, they love seeing him, um, you know, he's wrestling Joey in this show, but some of the shows he tags with Joey, um, they gel really well together as foe or as
0: friends. He's got a great future in the business. And moving on, you also have Ryan Matthews, who's another guy that's really come on big, and he's starting to get out there as well. He's facing your buddy and your partner, TJ Steele.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, Ryan Matthews, he's another guy. He gets it as far as connecting with the crowd. Doing what you're supposed to do. What's kind of going to the wayside nowadays is guys aren't wanting to look the part. Um, they're not wanting to put the work into the gym, which is going to give you longevity in the business. You know, you need that skeletal muscle to protect yourself against the bumps. You know, that we're not bumping on a trampoline. We're bumping on wood, you know, over metal. It's it's not a, people think that the rings are soft, you know, but it's like uh, <laughs> we take a few bumps over the years. It's going to catch up to you. But, yeah, Ryan Matthews, great heel, connects with the crowd and looks the part. Um, I think my, my brother TJ Steele looking at him probably reminds a lot of him when he was coming up in the business.
0: And then you have Chris Miller, who seems to be very upset about the dissolution of CNC destruction. Uh, he and Cody James are the former CSW tag team champions. There was a stipulation where if they had lost a match, they'd had to break up and now they're no longer allowed to tag in csw and now he's on the rampage so what do you expect out of career killer chris miller on this show
1: well like i've seen in the past he could be a a thorn in steve arton's ass he's probably going to interfere in a lot of matches or cause a ruckus at some point um should be interesting Um, and also should be interesting to see how cody james uh, comes into his own as a singles wrestler
0: as of airtime, we also have CSW champion Joey Jet Avalon, and these are people I'm going off on the poster, these p- faces I see on the poster. Uh, Joey Jet Avalon, who is your CSW champion. We have the CSW women's champion, Heather Reckless, the CSW tag team champions, the Dope Kings, Phil King Baker, and CJ Esparza, as well as Sierra. So we're still kind of waiting on those matches to be finalized for those folks.
1: Yeah, you will see that here in the next week and a half. Uh, They don't like to put everything out at once. they got to keep our fans in suspense, but uh, I'm proud of all of our champions there. Um, Sierra, she's kicking ass all over the Midwest. Uh, The Dope Kings, you know, I've been on the road with those guys for a dozen years since they were kids. Uh, Brubaker's one of my favorite wrestlers out there. Little CJ's probably one of the best cruiserweights. And uh, our heavyweight champion, it's a big guy. Joey can move for a big guy. He's proved it. You know, he's Russell, the the Lucha Libre guys and the bigger guys he can hang with the best.
0: Yeah, Joey's uh, a pretty good package. I've seen him up in Wisconsin. I've seen him in the Chicago area. Uh, Big, bruising guy, uh, can definitely move, can wrestle, has the full package. And then his girlfriend, Sierra, like you mentioned, she's been doing a lot of great things as well. I believe she was just recently the OVW Women's Champion. So uh, she's definitely been doing some things over the last few weeks and few months.
1: Yeah. She's done a lot over, you know, she's been wrestling with, with us since she was a teenager. Uh, it's kind of weird seeing the kids grow up so fast. You know, I see her and Joey after party having a beer and I, you know, I was thinking of them as, as her, like as 16 years old and I forget, you know, she's in her twenties now. Um, you know, and then Joey's a big guy. Oh my God. I, uh, I cringe when I see him do that jumping pile driver, <laughs> yeah, but, definitely. uh, she, she's no lightweight herself. I, you know, she, she puts her stuff in there and you know she kicks the shit out of these girls. She's, uh, She's a tough one.
0: And Heather Reckless, too. Uh, you could see it coming with her. Um, she had the long rivalry with Sky Blue, who, who is one of your homegrown products. And Heather really kind of worked hard. She's a Black and Brave graduate. She's now your CSW Women's Champion. Now, what do you got to say about Heather?
1: Heather's one of those, you know, you can see on her Instagram. She's always working on new stuff and, you know, always trying to better herself. She's a hard worker. She's a little thing, but she's a workhorse. She's held her own against much larger opponents. Um, another one, kind of like Tupu, she can stay healthy. She's got a good future in this business as well.
0: Yeah, she's off to a really, really good start and being the champion. And I mentioned Sky Blow. Uh, she's um, one, of, one of your kids um, in terms of, you know, you helped her train a bit. and Now she's kind of uh, making some waves in AEW, and she's also the AAW Pro Women's Champion. So what do you got to say about Sky?
1: Sky's awesome, uh, you know. She's our little sister, and she just, uh, you know, she even though she's with AEW and she's traveling all over the country, she still gives back. You know, she's still at the Winnie City School, giving back to the guys and girls, and you know, sharing what she does on TV and sharing her knowledge, and you know, just helping the crew out. It's that's what I like to see is when. Um, my students move on to bigger places. They don't forget where they came from and they, they still love to give back. And that's, that's really what this business is about. You know, it's about giving back. And that's why, you know, I've rehabbed my knee and I'm able to, I'm happy I'm able to go again. And I want to give back and show the guys this is how, you know, wrestling was and this is how we have to keep it alive.
0: Now, uh, let's rewind a bit, maybe about 30 years, uh, starting out with Windy City Wrestling. Now, what led you to start training with Windy City?
1: So back in high school, Windy City Wrestling, um, they used to use a lot of the AWA guys. and you know, I was an avid wrestling fan. I watched AWA. I watched, before it was WCW, it was NWA. Um, I watched World Class. I watched um, WWF, of course. Um, whatever I could watch and um, I would catch the Windy City Wrestling on Sports Vision and Sports Channel
0: mm-hmm. and I
1: believe it was 1990 I was like I don't know 15, 16 years old working at uh Jewel Osco and I would see uh, Psycho and the Dream Warriors come into the store and I'd see their jackets and, and I recognized them from television and, I'd, and I would ask I said how do you become a wrestler and he would tell me about the wrestling school and I says well when I'm getting close to graduating you know I says, I want to join. He says, well, you can join um, at 16 or 17 with parents' permission. So I, I actually joined before my 18th birthday and my dad signed for me. And it's been my life ever since. You know, I started there in 92, became the trainer with uh, Christopher Daniels by the time 94, 95 came around. And from there, did the Memphis thing in 97. And then I had my, my first WWF stuff in 98. So it's, it's been a hell of a ride. It's become my life. Um, because of pro wrestling there were no 170 pound wrestlers in the 90s so if you weren't 200 pounds you didn't get booked so because of pro wrestling it got me into the fitness industry you know working out dieting eating and you know that's what i do for a living now is basically i'm in there six days a week if i'm not personal training then i'm you know training somebody in the ring
0: very very cool you seem like you really give back to uh the young guys and girls in the business and it shows in their talent and the quality of your shows as well. And going back to Windy City, you were the former Windy City Tag Team Champions with Mike Anthony. Uh, Now, do you stay in touch with any of the guys from that era to this day? Um,
1: you know, you kind of lose track, but it's kind of like a family. So, like, I know Mike had moved away to the East Coast. I haven't seen him in a few years. Um, I do talk with Terry Allen often. Um... Christopher Daniels, um, he's with AEW now. We'll we'll text, you know, holidays. And if I have a question about our bum knees, stuff like that, he'll always text back. Um, some of the guys, you know, they fall to the wayside. Uh, Ripper Manson, you know, we just put him into the Hall of Fame, so he'll still show up once in a while. Um, you get some of the old guys that'll come around uh, Two Fingers, George Notley, and stuff like that. But, uh, Wrestling is one of those things where, like, you won't see anybody for years, and then you'll see him in a locker room, and it's, it's like you, you never lost a step, if that makes
0: sense. Yep. And you've been up and down the roads with Acid Jazz, and isn't he a guy that kind of had a little bit of Windy City in him too? I
1: started training him when he was a teenager. He was coming to the shows, I believe, when he was 15, 16. Uh, many people don't know, but Jazz is pretty much family to me. Um, he was one of my roommates. Um Yeah. Back in the 2000s, he lived with me for a few years. Um, He's like a little brother to me, but uh, still to this day. um, When I watch him wrestle Marche, the storytelling those guys do, I feel like a kid again watching the shows. It's like, this is wrestling. When I watch those guys, the guys that I trained coming up, like keeping it alive for the new guys to learn off of.
0: (sighs) Yeah, he's a talented uh, guy, um, whether he's uh, teaming up with uh, Jesus Bryce in certain promotions, whether he's teaming up with Marche or wrestling against Marche, and you guys have teamed up in the past, I'm sure, and wrestled each other in a lot of different promotions as well. I mean, it's, it's a really, really cool connection that you guys have.
1: Yeah, you know, matter of fact, um, early 2000s, uh, Terry, Ellen, and I turned heel and this was years before they did it on TV, but um, Terry Allen and, and Asa Jazz and I were actually called Evolution. Um, I want to say 2001-ish, 2002 maybe. Um, so that was our group. Um, we were the turncoats that turn heel were the cruiserweights, but uh, we still got over, unfortunately, <laughs> because of our longevity there. But, yeah, Jazz I always thought was one of the best cruiserweights. Um, you know, I used to push, push them all the time to try and send stuff out and, I remember when Seder was around years back, he used to give him crap. He's like, you know, you got these tapes sitting there, you know, he would be in his bedroom looking at, you know, video games and stuff. He goes, why don't you send this stuff out to WWE and TNA? He's like, you know, you're one of the best cruiserweights out there. I, I really think he was a, uh, one that missed the boat or maybe, I don't know if injuries kept him back. I know he had a surgery or something. He was just content doing a local, but I, I always thought he was one of the best cruiserweights out there.
0: Yeah. I always wonder, um, Sometimes what, what keep what keeps guys uh down or whether whether they choose to not pursue the bigger picture, or the bigger dream, or they're just they're just or they're just content with staying staying home and sticking around the area that they grew up in. I mean, it, it independent wrestling is very interesting in that respect.
1: Yeah. and so you know, there's some people that are just content doing that because they have really good day jobs. Um, you know, some people have the dream of making it, unfortunately, only so many people can be on TV and, uh, you know, unfortunately that's, that's how the business is. Um, I think now it's opening up more, um, there's places for people to practice their craft, you know, WWE having three brands and now AEW, um, purchasing ring of honor and nwa and impact being a thing again now that the coronavirus is kind of opening back up mlw so there's places for guys and girls to practice their craft again and i think it's really exciting for the future to see what happens with a lot of my students and a lot of students out there coming up
0: now how did csw get started
1: so very interesting um i always had the dream of csw um kind of like uh the end of days of Windy City when Sam wasn't really doing much, um, I was uh, co-promoting with uh, I was kind of a silent partner, but I was co-promoting with Buddha um, and uh, and Nikki Six doing the war and the slam thing, the AWA slam thing, and uh, they were kind of getting out of it, and we got approached to do a show a fundraiser show for Oreo Park Baseball, and we did it at the Irish American uh, Center, and my partner Marco Rossi he had. Him and I went back to the early 2000s with Lindy Sidious. So, why don't we try and do a show? And it was one of those things where we did the show. I was already still running a school in Narragansett. And some of the students, like um, Matt Nix and those guys who are now with freelance, um, these kids got their start with me. They were texting me, like, well, when's the next CSW show? And it was one of those things where, like, well, we'll see if Garen's got another opening. And we started with Garen Prep High School. Uh, we did a fundraiser there for um, Marco Rossi's um, uncle that was had uh, cancer. And it was one of those things that just it just came about. We did the show there, and then we booked another show. And next thing you know, we were doing a monthly, and then we were running several locations. And uh, just from there, just, we never
0: stopped, really. That's been over a decade now for you guys, right, with CSW?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I believe it was around two thousand. I guess 2009, 2010, when we first started dabbling with it. And then we've been going ever, ever since really, you know, we had different, different buildings, you know, we did different cities. We did countryside. Uh, we did Addison. Um, always kind of kept it on the Northwest side was our, our home base. And now like the Franklin park thing has been really good. Um, with little Hornswoggle last month, standing room only again. So, um, we keep running shows like that. We're gonna have to find a bigger venue, but it's 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 been really good. I, I think our shows um, have really evolved, and I think there's something for everybody in our shows. You know, we, we have cruiserweights, we have the veterans, we have the intermediates, we have the women. Uh, I really think there's something for everybody as far as characters and uh, tag teams and cruiserweights and just a good mix of everything.
0: You have some great homegrown talent and some great talent from around the Midwest. But you also occasionally, like you mentioned, bring in a guy like Hornswoggle, a guy like Josh Woods who's coming in. Uh, A couple years ago, it was Luchasaurus. So is that something you're looking to do a little bit more now that the pandemic's kind of dying down a little bit?
1: Yes, yes, yeah. So we have uh, the the 22nd of this month. We do have Josh Woods, which will hopefully bring some Ring of Honor fans to our show to see uh, exactly what we do um and then i believe the third friday of may we have scotty Tuhati coming in so uh we try to bring in names here and there uh just to kind of bring some old wrestling fans from either whether it be WWE fans or ring of honor fans just to kind of let people know hey we're out here this is what we do um you know come check us out and you know a lot of the times they come to see a name like that and then they fall in love with you know the acid jazzes or the tj steels or the Ryan Matthews or the Mateos you know and then they they get hooked on the shows so we we had a really good steam rolling uh, before the pandemic with um, Luchasaurus and then Rhino and then everything shut down so I think it would have been really scary if we had kept going like where we would be today so it's starting to build up again and um, I think we're just going to keep moving forward and see what happens from there.
0: Now you got to do a little bit of work with WWE. Um, In fact, there were a few tag matches that you did in the early two thousands on Jack Dean Malenko and Perry Saturn. uh, There was Lowdown. There was the main street posse. What was working with WWE like in those days?
1: It was a lot of fun. Um, I really had learned the craft the year before working with USWA with Jerry Lawler. Um, I was on the road then it was a six days a week um, or, or it was Tuesday through Saturday. I'd come home for a day and a half and head back. But, uh, there I really learned about connecting with the crowd. And back then it was kind of like the developmental, I guess it would be it before OVW or NXT, you know, so I was on the road with guys that were coming up, but I was still on the road with guys that I grew up watching, like, you know, Steve Doll and uh, Coco Beware who, who I knew from Windy city and, you know, just, it was really cool. Um, on a smaller scale, but um, my first show there, I actually got the tag with an old part of mine, Christopher Daniels, and we went we went against uh, Kai and Tai, and we main in Shotgun Saturday Night, so that was really cool for my first time wrestling for WF to main event a, a show, and be in the building where I <laughs> grew up watching as a kid, you know Hulk Hogan versus uh, Paul Orndorff many many times at the Rosemont Horizon, so it, it'll always be Rosemont Horizon to me. But yeah, yeah, it was my first show there in. I was there pretty much from 98 to 01, pretty much anywhere in the Midwest, you know, all the way to Nebraska, to Indiana, to Michigan, Wisconsin, etc. you know, the Midwest area. Um, you know, I tried different looks out, um, long hair, short hair, 190 pounds, 230 pounds, changed my look, bulked up. I was always trying to recreate myself and see if, you know, one of my looks or characters would stick.
0: So uh, you have a storied career. You've wrestled with and against a lot of different people. You've mentioned a few of them already, but you've also had the chance to work guys like Mustafa Ali and Samoa Joe, Ace Steele, Danny Dominion. So what kind of memories do you have about facing those type of guys?
1: Well, um, Ace and, uh, and Dominion, I always say Christopher Daniels and Kevin Quinn. We were the guys that kind of started, you know, Cruiserweight stuff here in, in the Chicagoland area, Midwest area, you know, we're the guys that train the guys of today. Um, We all had the physiques. We all had the look. We all had the charisma. Um, It was awesome working with those guys. Looking back, I I don't think we we knew how good we were, Um, but you know, I got because of working with those guys, I got to work guys like Samoa Joe and I got to work Jerry Lynn and um, Austin Aries. You know, these guys were awesome in the ring to work with. Pepper Parks and stuff like that. But, you know, even earlier on in my career, you know, I got to work legends like Greg the Hammer Valentine and Tatanka and, uh, you know, Coco beware. And it's just, it's really looking back. It's, it's crazy how many people I've, I've worked and wrestled with. And um, I'm just very fortunate that after 30 years, I'm able to do it again and rehab this knee and still give back. And I want to keep giving back till my body says I can't,
0: and that's a really good segue to my next question. At this point in your career, what satisfies you more? Working matches, promoting the shows, or training the youth of the area?
1: Probably for me is, is training. Um, giving back what I've learned. Um, teaching the guys the fundamentals, not just, you know, the moves, but um, the storytelling in the ring, the connecting. That's what's going away. If we can keep that alive, I think wrestling in general would be better for it. Um, As some other guys would call it in the business, video game wrestling, it it needs to be more of the storytelling and, you know, heels getting heat, baby faces connecting. If the guys can connect with the crowd, it makes them so much more enjoyable. Enjoyable.
0: Especially
1: on house shows, you know, TV is different. You're working for the cameras. I get that. But when you're on house shows, people are, you know, paying for a ticket to be entertained. So let's entertain them. And, you know, that big move you do at the end, the Canadian destroyer, that power bomb is going to mean so much more. If the people are behind you rather than just doing a bunch of moves, if that makes
0: sense. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, spot fests are good once in a while, but you want a story. You wanna pull the people in. You 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 wanna have psychology. You wanna kind of with with the wrestling art explain what's going on in the ring in story form. I mean, yeah, your flips and your your super kick parties and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm talking about the Young Bucks. Uh, those are good sometimes. But, yeah, you really need to be able to tell a story. And I totally agree with your take on that, Steve.
1: And you know what? There's a place for everything with that. I don't mind if one match on the show is like that towards the end. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you see some of the, the newer pay-per-views for some of these newer feds where every match is like that, every match has 10 to 15 minutes of false finishes. By the end of the show, the people are exhausted. You know, they've seen it all. It's like uh, the old saying, it's like following up a, a, you know, a gunfire with a, with a stabbing, you know, you've already done it. So it's like at that point, what do you do next? You know?
0: Agreed. And before we let you uh, go on with your day, uh, I want to, have you plug your social media if you have any merchandise out there whether it's for you or csw or whatever and whatever upcoming events you might have
1: okay um uh, well basically if you're looking for personal training like, you know, to get in shape or looking to be a pro wrestler i'm steve boz on facebook i am superstar steve boz on instagram um thank you so much for covering the shows um a week from friday the 22nd we're over at uh, the american legion at 7 30 uh we do a pre-show at 7 15 usually for the students and a futures battle Royal. Um, the third Friday of May, we have Scotty too hottie. We do take June off unless we do an outside show. Um, and pretty much after that, July, August, etc. we're usually the third Friday of the month. That's pretty much the gist of it. But you know, if you're looking for diet and exercise, get in shape and, and, or be a wrestler, hit me up and uh, we'll take care of you. We'll, sh- we'll show you the best way possible.
0: And then there's also for guys who are workers in the business, uh, a, Josh Woods seminar on the 22nd as well. How can people uh, inquire about that?
1: Yeah. So if you want to be part of the seminar, you can hit myself up or the Chicago Style Wrestling Instagram or Facebook and just let us know that you're in. I believe set up for that's probably going to be two o'clock. Um, we'll probably have the guys in the ring by 345, four o'clock for that. So, um, and that's, that's what we also try to do for our students. You know, uh, we've had Rhino come in we had Brian Knobs just to get different um, tastes on the business, you know, as far as um, whether it's an old WWE guy or whether it's a current AEW guy, whether it's a current ring of honor guy, you know, you never stop learning in this business. You know, even bigger guys should learn how to base for the Lucha Libre stuff, you know? So it's like, um, even at my age, I try to still recreate myself and, and keep up with the times. And I learn off my students. Now you, you never can stop learning in this business. It's kind of like bodybuilding, you know, how to work around
0: injuries and, find new ways to do things. All right, Steve, thank you very much for coming on and we will see you at Chicago star wrestling on April the 22nd.
1: Thank you so much, Mike, for your time. And we will see you the 22nd brother. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate it.
0: Great talking to Steve Boz about csw the evolution of chicago style wrestling and awesome talking to boz about his 30-year career dating all the way back to his training at windy city wrestling some time in wwe and so much more catch csw's bad friday friday night april the 22nd in franklin park all right next week we have a loaded show for you plenty of big time shows to preview for next weekend on the 22nd 23rd and 24th lots of wrestling going on in the chicagoland area and surrounding suburbs and even northwest indiana plus speaking of northwest indiana project revolution wrestling coming to portage and our special guest for next week Will be on that show for PRW. He is the one and only former WWE superstar, James Ellsworth, will be joining us. You're listening to Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody.